Tom Bradford. I'm Catherine Nash. And this is Lockdown Lovies. We met on a cruise ship. We got married. And now we're unemployed. unemployed. Like a warming cup of throat coat, we're here to support you like a stage mom mouthing the words to tomorrow in the audience of her daughter's third grade production of Annie. For more stage metaphors, artistic inspiration, and to be reassured that it's okay to not know the time of day as you eat your third bag of Cheetos, rewatch The Office, and obsess over Joe Exotic's choice of bomber jacket, this is Lockdown Lovies. Yo, 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 here we are, episode 20. And guys, you may have noticed already that I am on my own. I'm all alone. Yes, I am. Guys, poor Catherine is struggle bussing. Bless her. She has kidney stones. Um, Yes, yeah, so she's not going to be joining us today just because she's not very well. Um, she's much better today. This is Wednesday, so I am a day late because my plan was to record it on my own yesterday as we knew she wasn't doing so well. But unfortunately, she took a turn for the worse, um, which resulted in a trip to the ER, um, which we'll get into later. So unfortunately, I couldn't record the podcast yesterday as planned. Uh, so here I am, a better late than never, and on my own. So yeah, let's get into what happened. Um, Catherine and I are in Montana, as we've said, so hence why we were a bit late. Well, we haven't recorded a podcast for a week or so because once we got here, uh, she has been so busy on with her math coursework. As you all know, that's been an ongoing thing for the last month or so. Um, and since we got here, the plan was for her to like crack on with that, uh, do as much as she can, get the course finished, uh, and then we can get out and explore. So for the first week and a half, she was just very busy doing math. Um, I've been out and about trying to see Montana as best I can. Obviously, it's been, I've missed Catherine every time I've gone out and seen all these amazing things. But she's been here and um, she's been cracking on with the math coursework. So the big news was that she passed with flying colours her math coursework. She got an A-, minus, which anyone that knows Catherine and I is a big deal. Uh, math is neither of our strong point. Uh, and Catherine has been through the ringer doing this coursework. It's been many highs and many, many lows uh, along the road. Um, and I was no help whatsoever. I would take a look at her coursework and it would instantly give me a headache because it was just so complicated. But Catherine is a trooper. She took, as in her words, her trip to Mordor. That is literally what she wrote on her binder. Um, and she made it through. She did three or four proctored exams where she even had to call somebody from the university and they would uh, watch her through a webcam. Oh, how early 2000s, a webcam. Uh, they'd watch her through Zoom. Uh, and she had to make sure her desk was clear and everything like this. Uh, make sure there was no paper, no people in the room, no phones, all of this. Uh, they like checked that she wasn't cheating, obviously, um, which of course she didn't. Um, and she did an incredible job. She got an A minus overall, uh, which I don't think she really expected. And Catherine is such a perfectionist. Um, but even she was so, so happy with that. And uh, we were all very, very proud of her because, yeah, she we drove all the way to Montana and she didn't really get to see any of it for the first week or two because she was doing her math. Um, so this was on Friday. I think she finished her math. So we had big plans for the weekend that we were going to get out uh, and start seeing some things. But even on the Friday night, um, we decided to go to the grocery store 
and pick up uh, some alcohol, obviously, uh, and some food uh, to celebrate and throw a little party, a celebration for Catherine for the math. And on the way there, she kept saying about cramps. Um, and obviously, it's she's a woman, so there are such things as period cramps. Ooh, I said period. Ooh, wow. Um, period cramps. We just all put it down to that. And she was even like, oh, it's fine. I'll be fine. Uh, and we had a good night. And then the next day I went fishing. Uh, it's the first time I had a chance to get out and with Don, who's putting us up here and his test car's dad uh, and get fishing. So I was out in the mountains having a lovely time um, fishing for trout, um, hiking up and down through the rivers um, which is a different kind of fishing to what I've ever done before. My kind of fishing that I've done many times in Britain with my uh, my brother and my uncle is rather sedate. You know, the English sitting in the English countryside, uh, having the, you know, just casting out the rod, sitting there, enjoying the weather, rain, sun, whatever it is. Um, but this kind of fishing, woof, it's uh, all action. Uh, so I had no signal because I was right up hiking in, you had to kind of hike to the river, uh, and then we were in the river, walking up and down. You kind of don't stay in one place for very long. Um, I feel like I rolled my ankle about eight times. And because the rocks, you're like going through the river. You're literally going, crossing the river at points. And it's a rapid river. Some of it is like white water. It's the white water rafters actually went past us a few times, which was very interesting. Um, I had to get my rod out of the way because there was, you know, I wasn't catching any fish. I wasn't going to catch a person in a nice hard hat. Anyway, um, so I was going up and down roll my ankle a few times but I did catch uh some rainbow and brown trout um which was great uh, anyway yeah so I caught the trout <laughs> and was blissfully unaware of what was happening to Catherine um Catherine to my knowledge had gone to a yoga class she was finally out and being able to go and do things and enjoy uh, Montana and you know, the numbers of COVID numbers up here are, are very very low in comparison to Florida anyway but in comparison to the world they're very low anyway um, so she was excited to actually go to a gym again and do a yoga class. Um, so to my knowledge, she was going to yoga and then she was going on a hike. She was, the doors were open. She was out in the countryside. I was like, great. Um, I have no signal here, but we were both just like, oh, have a great day. Well, I'll see you tonight. So I was carrying on fishing. Um, and it wasn't until on our way home that me, neither me or Don had had any signal or service whatsoever and Don called his wife Denise and said hi how's it going we're on our way home how what are you guys up to and she said um so we're at urgent care (laughs) I just instantly was like okay they've maybe had a hiking incident because in my head it was a hiking they'd been hiking so I was a little bit worried obviously straight away um but in my head, I knew it wasn't an emergency room because in America, there's, there's different hospitals for different needs. Uh, the urgent care is kind of like um, a more advanced version of like a walk-in clinic uh, in Britain. Um, so I knew it was something bad, but not life or death. Um, and she said, is Tom with you? Because uh, can you bring him straight to the urgent care? Um, which, of course, is not something you want to hear on your <laughs> way back. Or well, you don't want to hear full stop. Um, so I said, "Yeah, do do you know what's the problem? What's what's going on?" Because I just had no idea. Catherine had been healthy, and you know, you just start to worry, especially right now. It's like, oh, gosh, has something happened? Has, has she got symptoms of something? And whatever. Uh, and Denise said, "Well, we're not sure what it is, but we think it could be kidney stones." <laughs> Which anyone that has had kidney stones knows that it's no laughing matter. 
um, it's rough. But I obviously started laughing because I think that's the only way I felt like I could deal with uh, that news because 2020. Um, it's just, you know, never rains, but it pours this year. Um, and whenever you think that life can't throw you any more curveballs, 2020 has another one for you. So it was kind of out of disbelief that I had to laugh because you either laugh or you cry. So Don drove me quick as a flash to the emergency room. I was uh, sorry, the urgent care. And um, when I got there, Denise was there. They did tests on me before I went in, obviously COVID, uh, temperature checks and everything because they're being very safe. Uh, and they did let me in. And when I walked around the corner and saw Catherine, um, yeah, I've never seen her look so unwell in all my life. And I've seen Catherine very sick, um, working on a ship with an allergy, um, with allergies to mold like Catherine does means that she gets flu and really unpleasant stuff quite a lot of the time, bless her. So I've seen Catherine through quite a few things. She had her tonsils removed. Yeah, she's been through the gamut, but that was the worst I've ever seen Catherine look. And obviously I couldn't see her, most of her face because she was wearing a mask, but just her eyes alone and the fact that she was just, she couldn't sit still. She was in so much pain. Um, and yeah, it hit me then that, woof, this is, this is not great. Um, so then we were taken through to um, a, a room, a, what's it called, a medical room. And uh, they did lots of tests on Catherine. All the while, I should add that I was sat there and while I was out fishing, I, well, you spend some of the time, you know, waist deep in the water, but I also slipped over and fell completely in at one point. Um, I was pretty much completely submerged underneath the water at one point, nearly got tangled up in the rod and the line. That was very interesting. Thankfully, the hook didn't get in me. Otherwise, I would have been in the emergency room as well. Um, but it did mean that I was damp. I was so damp and I could smell myself. I smell a fish, um, a little bit of poop. I'm um, not sure where the poop came from, but there was definitely a smell of like poop. I think it was just maybe I'd walked in it or it brushed up against some animal, filling the gap, animal poop somewhere um, and just river water. Um, and I was very aware that I was sat in this hospital and I must have reeked. <laughs> um, so that was pleasant. Uh, at one point I did walk into the room and Catherine in a day said, you do smell of poop, um, which was really fun to hear so lots of doctors and nurses were coming in and taking care of Catherine and probably trying to divert their nose from the rank smelling human in the corner of the room um and they did tests on her and everything and they deduced that she did have a kidney stone uh they gave her a shot in the bum and anyone that knows Catherine knows that she's very sensitive when it comes to drugs like Benadryl is like a trip for her so she was instantly pretty uh, pretty tipsy after that so we got her back home and then we had the worst night ever poor Catherine did not sleep a wink she was the drugs were so strong that they were just making her vomit and I think the pain of kidney stones that's apparently a, a knock-on effect is that you do vomit so she spent the whole night just um, in agony and throwing up she had about six baths because uh, bath laying in a bath was the only thing that could see her through um, and then the next day, she she just kind of slept all day. She was on a trip of painkillers. She also took Benadryl because it helps her sleep. And at that point, she just knew that if she was asleep, she wasn't feeling any pain anymore. Um, and she sent me off to go fishing again because, well, I had to, a two-day license and she was like, go out and enjoy yourself. So I went out and didn't catch any fish. <laughs> well, I caught one, but I had to throw it back because it wasn't a trout and you couldn't eat it. Um... And had a lovely time, but definitely rolled my ankle more times. So now I'm walking with a limp as well. So, you know, what else could go wrong? 
And then we roll through to what day is it? Yes, what day was it yesterday? Tuesday. So this was Sunday and Monday where she was unwell. And then yesterday, Tuesday was a very big day for me because anyone who knows me very well knows that I'm a huge, huge, huge Fulham Football Club fan. Um, soccer for my American friends. And it was a playoff final yesterday at Wembley, which meant that Fulham would get promoted to the Premier League if they won uh, against their local rivals, Brentford. And so it was a big day for me. Catherine was okay in the morning when we woke up. She didn't feel great, but she she had the painkillers and she was just going to go to sleep again because, again, like we said, the only thing that made her feel better was bath, water and sleep. So she was do, kind of doing that in the morning. Uh, I called my family and watched the game through um, because there is a delay if I watch it through ESPN in the States on on their online service. There's a, like a 40-second delay, which you just don't need. You need to be seeing it live. You want to be in the midst of it because I watched it before with friends, uh, other games, and they'd be reacting and or my dad would be reacting and I'd still be <laughs> 30 seconds behind with, 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 with such a big game. Well, I didn't want that. So I called my dad and my mum and my brother came back and we watched the game through, I watched through the iPod, through their Facebook portal, watching their TV, watching the game. So I felt like I was in the living room with them. Um, and during the game, it was a bit of a boring game, but it was nice to catch up with Emma for the first half an hour or so. It was a pretty dull game. And then Catherine took a bit of a turn um and sent me off to get here we go too much information she's probably gonna kill me that i'm telling you this um but the drugs she was giving were stopping her going to the bathroom um so she was like can you go and get me some stool softener it's like being back on the ship they put that in our food on the ship anyway so it was like being a home away from home so during half time i had to nip into the car race to get walmart to get some more drugs uh, and bring them back this is to go with all the drugs she was already taking and some herbal medicines that we'd been um, very nicely recommended by friends on Facebook that would help break up the um, the stone so Catherine bless her if you shook her loud enough I think she'd rattle because she has got a, an abundance of things in her at the moment anyway so during the half time I raced off to go and get these pills brought them back give them to her give her some food give her some water um, and then I got back on with the game uh, Fulham eventually did run out winners, which was incredible scene. So I was kind of outside again, blissfully unaware, even though I kept running in and out, that Catherine was getting worse by the second. Uh, and it wasn't until Fulham were lifting the trophy that I took, I just, Catherine, I could just hear that. I think she was trying to not distract me from the game, which is very, very kind of her. Um, but she should, she didn't need to do that, obviously. I would be there for her, but I think she was trying her best to kind of leave me to it. Um and I could hear her kind of wailing quietly in the room. And I was like, okay, <laughs> I think I've got to go now. So got Catherine in the car, took her urgent care. They took one look at her and they were like, nope, you have to go to the emergency room because she is not well. Um, so we got to the emergency room um, and I wasn't allowed in, which is really tough because, you know, when your wife's in pain, you want to be with her, but was not allowed because of COVID, which I respect that that's the rules that they're doing. So I had to sit in the waiting room, which was very nice. American hospitals do have very nice waiting rooms. I'm sure that's what you pay the money for. Um, so I waited there for about four, three or four hours. Uh, and Catherine had CT scans. Uh, they did more tests and they did, did, did discover um, definitively that she does have a 3.3 millimeter stone and that is wedged well they hope that it's traveling between the kidney and the bladder um but it's kind of in that area right now and they're hoping that it won't get stuck uh anyway it's a bit of a waiting game now but she's been given crazy drugs um <laughs> bless 
<laughs> just to make her rattle that a bit more um, painkillers just to ease the pain because of um, anyone male or female out there that has experienced it um, it does not does not discriminate apparently it is one of the most painful things you can ever experience a lot of people have even said that it is worse than labor um, so yeah so bless us so we got more painkillers um, I was in the waiting room the whole time stressing and I thankfully uh, Max uh, Sveigart, Morgan, big fan of the show, Sveigart's husband who works in the medical profession in the US and Mel, Catherine's dad with massive helps and sending me all kinds of things about um, health insurance, uh, financial aid. Uh, it's just things I've never had to experience before. Obviously I'm you know, from Britain and have grown up with the NHS um, and God bless it. <laughs> um, but and, you know, American healthcare is obviously great, but you have to pay for it, uh, which is just something that I'm not used to even the when you finish your care you're given discharge papers and you have to go to the reception to almost like check out it's a bit like going to a hotel and then they'll send you your bill uh, that was all just so alien to me and obviously being separated from my wife who was in uh, agony um, while also kind of going through this minefield of health insurance and paperwork and all this stuff uh, it was rather stressful um, but you know thank you to those guys thank you to my family also because even though it was late there they were calling me and letting us call them and you know just calming our nerves a little bit because it, it's stressful it's uh 2020 is the year that keeps on giving um yeah who knew this was going to be around the corner obviously me and Catherine have not got health insurance right now um because that was something that we always used to have through Disney Cruise Line um and that job doesn't exist right now so it's been rather stressful um but you know money kind of pales into insignificance when you someone's in agony and pain and also we just didn't know what it was um people they thought it was kidney stones but until we were given the ct scan and all those things it's you know when someone is that in that much pain you can only your brain just starts to panic and wonder what the hell is going on so we do at last have some clarity that it is kidney stones um and she's you know let's just hope it goes naturally otherwise it will be a surgical procedure um but let's just hope that isn't the case and it will do its thing she's drinking plenty of water she's drinking crazy concoctions uh, apple cider vinegar mixed with apple juice and prune juice to help both the <coughs> the bowel and the kidney stone do its thing um yeah, so if anyone out there has any more remedies or any words of wisdom when it comes to kidney stones, please let us know. Um, we want to get Catherine um, better as soon as possible, um, just because we're only in Montana for five more days. And um, yeah, we just like her to get out and see more of the world. She is such a home buddy that she has been, she has just loved being here and being able to work on her math and just be able to look out the window and see the mountains and just be in Montana and just have a change of scenery anyway. So, but I know deep down she would love to get out and do some more hiking and things. So if it doesn't happen this time, we'll have to come back to Bozeman, Montana in the future. Um, but yes, sending please send all your love and prayers and best wishes to Catherine. Um, hopefully she'll be better soon. But yes, it's been a crazy, crazy week. Um, so I just wanted to give you a little update on what's been happening. But we that's all to say we have loved our time in Bozeman, Montana. It really is such a great place. It's a small little town. It's probably a city, but it 
not very big at all it does have montana state university here so it's definitely a college town uh it's young people here are healthy but everyone looks like they just spend their days hiking and mountain climbing all the time it's um and skiing in the winter it's crazy um so many young beautiful people everywhere um and most of those people frequent what bozeman has an abundance of which is coffee shops and breweries which anyone knows me well knows that that is a slice of heaven for me um we haven't had a chance obviously to go to too many of them but while Catherine was doing math and she doesn't drink coffee anyway um i would go on these long walks to the town through like different trails which were really beautiful old railways old farmings old mills walk past those rivers uh, and get to the town and um, treat myself to a little coffee and then turn around and come back again um we did spend one afternoon at the local brewery there's of which again there are many uh and that would lead us on to our tipple of the week see it's just not as fun without Catherine. you know i try and make that sound jarring but trying to make that sound jarring as one person very difficult i hope i succeeded anyway um but yes they brew a beer there called the buzzed hippie and this beer is brewed with coffee beans from the one of the local um coffee roasters tree line and so it has this coffee taste which <laughs> it's it's great you know I love beer and I love coffee I don't know I feel like I need my coffee to be coffee and my beer to be beer does that make sense it's you know I drink beer of an evening and it's almost like the coffee I thought the coffee was going to be this like slight aftertaste no it's like drinking a full shot of espresso with a kind of beery undertaste I think it would very some people would love it and it's almost almost as strong tasting as an espresso martini but you know what to expect with that but it's a beer when you want to wind down I don't know it was just kind of like is this going to make me wired when I want to kind of wind down for the evening and it wasn't just as refreshing as you want a beer to be if that makes sense but it is a very cool idea and for any big coffee lovers out there who are just wanting a drink in the middle of the day the Buzz Tippy from Matt Brewery. They also do a really great oatmeal stout which we mentioned before which Catherine has been drinking and um Catherine also bought, she loves cider, and it seems like Bozeman and Montana are cider drinkers too. Um, so one of the local um, cider makers, is that what you call it? I don't know. Local cider makers um, creates a cider that was, um, what was the flavor of it again? Grapefruit and mint. Who knew? Catherine has got the cans, but unfortunately the kidney stone struck, so she has not drunk them yet. But we will report back on how that tastes next week um so yes that has been mainly been our time here in bozeman oh how could i forget let's let's talk about how the the week here started maybe we should have known that that was a sign so we did our recording with test car on the tuesday and then on the wednesday we were doing our regular slice of dungeons and dragons with our good friends ryan jesse and laura rose and um we were playing dungeons and dragons across zoom and we were out in the back garden and now any of you that did watch our interview with tess know that the back garden is also a golf course um beautiful as it is you can see the golfers you can see the mountains in the background we were sat out there it was the evening there was a few people playing golf which is always fun to watch especially if they're bad and um well one of those bad golfers struck the ball our way we didn't know but it hit the house and then smacked Catherine in the back so <laughs> she had a horrendous bruise on her back from a golf ball um which we can't laugh shouldn't laugh about but again 
we laugh about it now. It was horrible at the time. I had to run and get her some ice. Uh, when the golfers came, she obviously gave them a piece of her mind, um, which was great. Um, because they didn't shout four. Isn't that terrible etiquette? Anyone that plays golf out there, and I've played, I've dabbled. I've dabbled in my past. Um, but even I know if the ball is heading towards people, you shout four. Just so it gives the people a little like time to maybe duck their heads. Because if that ball hit either of us or Catherine in the face, it would have caused horrendous damage. It could have knocked her out. Um, thankfully, though, it did hit the house and took some of the da- and took some of the um, speed off the ball. But it still left a crazy bruise on her back. Um, so yeah, she was she was nice. In Catherine, Catherine being giving people a piece of her mind is still very sweet. But it was yeah, the golfers did feel bad. As so they should learn how to say four. It's not difficult. Um, so that kind of <laughs> that was a little bit of a false start and maybe we should have known that that was like a precursor to maybe what's been happening ever since but this is to say we are still having a wonderful time in Bozeman if you know all this being said um you know we're happy and healthy and as best as we can be and you know there's people out there suffering worse than we are right now during this crazy crazy time um and it is what it is we're just desperate to like get back to work and you know performing and start earning money again um and hopefully that time will come soon but that does lead me that is a good segue i think to maybe talk about some theater things yes during while we've been up here in bozeman there has been some developments in the theatrical world um there were first of all the andrew lloyd webber did start his trial performance at the palladium with um, a small audience watching beverly night before um that trial included um social distance seating social distance performers um i think there was some kind of spray disinfectant as people went in temperature checks um yeah i think they just wanted to see how it went and i think it was a reasonably good trial um and it was great that they even attempted it but i think one of the big things that they noticed is just how you know it's it does affect the overall atmosphere of a theater and the profit margin is just not going to be what it was when you try and perform to like small houses like that. Um, with that being said, I think that's what drove uh, Cameron McIntosh to make the decision he's made, which has been to close Phantom of the Opera on the West End, which is just crazy. If someone had said to me a year or so ago, oh yeah, Phantom of the Opera is going to close on the West End soon, I, I would never have believed them. That show was going to be on the West End forever and a day. Um you just think of it as a staple and I think it's just shows like that of that scale for the next few years at least are just not going to be the one I just don't think people are going to go and see those shows you know and those shows are they have to fill the houses to make it any kind of any kind of profit or even to break even with the cast that big uh, and with the set and everything like that goes into it and costuming I just think shows are just going to change uh, drastically I think we're going to start seeing um, small casts budget kind of um, sets which is interesting which is you know it's going to be fascinating seeing what kind of shows people are going to be made um, the time of the big musical is over for a little while and that's fine they will come back and when they do come back we'll appreciate them even more um, I know for one I've never seen Phantom which I know shocking as it is but I just never wanted to I just wasn't interested but I know now because it's gone I do want to see it. You always want what you want, what you can't have. And I just think that show I thought was always going to be there. So it's going to spike interest in a few people, especially if it does come back and they maybe do a remounting of it. Um, But I'm 
my heart does go out to any performers, obviously, or anybody that works backstage in that theatre. Um, yeah, it's a crazy time, and I'm sure it might be the first for a few shows to close, which, yeah, it's just, it's just very sad, and it's just the shape of the world right now. There are people losing their jobs all over the place. It isn't just performers. Um, there are stores and all kinds of things closing. Um, yeah, I'm so sorry to anyone that was involved in the show, anyone that knows anyone that's involved in those shows. Um, but, you know, I have faith that theatre will return and it's going to come back with a, such a bright future. Uh, it just may not be as big a budget future. Um, there's also some sad news when it comes to pantomimes. Um, a few pantos that are close to my heart, Evolution, the production company that me and Catherine have both worked for before, have announced they've postponed a few of their big shows in Sheffield, uh, the Marlowe Theatre in Canterbury, um, a couple of their new venues they only announced that they were getting this year. They've all been postponed till next year. And I think Qdos, um, who are the other big panto um, company, looks like they're postponing as well. Um, yeah, it's just hard. It's just hard to hear those things. That's something that's uh, a tradition um, in Britain and it makes huge, huge money for theatres. Um I, thankfully not huge amount of theatres seem to be closing um, I, hopefully the money that they're going to get from the government will see them through um, but it's just not financially viable or that safe to be putting on shows in theatres right now which is of what I think they've made the call and I don't think the government will okay indoor venues until November until they see all the facts and by that point it's just too late to put to stage a whole big show and get insurance and casting and everything done in place and I think right now it's just it's just who takes the risk you know if a, if you do a pantomime at Christmas which is a time when people get the flu anyway um who takes that risk if someone in the cast gets sick and the whole show gets cancelled it's a really 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 tough time um for the arts right now and hopefully that money that they're going to get from the government will help see theatres through to maybe spring next year which is when it looks like things are going to maybe try and start again um it's just yeah it's just a bonkers time and again, my heart goes out to any performers and people in theatres that have been affected by that news. And yeah, just to the general public, because it's going to be sad not having Panto at Christmas. Like, what? What are we going to get rid of next? Turkey? Um, but wow, when the Pantos do come back, hopefully next Christmas, well, those tickets are going to fly out. Um, I can't wait to hopefully be, maybe be part of one depending on who knows what's happening with us and ships and things but um i'd love to be back in a panto hopefully the octagon again um and it'd be great to see such packed audiences which i know there will be as soon as people can get back into theaters they're going to flock um because we all need live entertainment in our lives and that's what we do um so yeah so that's my little roundup of theater it's not been a, a very exciting two weeks uh, theater wise and also um the latest news because i do get people asking me quite a lot what's happening with cruise ships and obviously we try and keep our finger on the pulse as much as possible um the cdc which is the american um i don't even know what it stands for to be honest but basically it's the control of diseases center i think it is um and they have a huge sway on whether cruise ships are opening or not and they were the ones to put it back to july uh the then the cruise ship alliance um postponed sailings to the 15th of september from the united states and then the cdc kind of topped them again and said no you're not starting until the end of september uh so all sailings from the u.s have been put back to the 30th of september um 
so yeah, that's that's tough to hear. And they've also put out a uh, survey to the general public asking questions about how they would feel on cruise ships, what safety things they want to see in place. And apparently they don't, those uh, answers aren't due in until mid-October. So by the time they've read through those, um, <laughs> those surveys and things, I can't see cruise ships um, sailing out of the US until end of October maybe. Um, so who knows when we're going to be going back on the seven seas, but we miss it terribly. Um, a big shout out to all those, um, cruise people out there that listen to the show. Um, we love you all. And yeah, we can't wait to sail once again. Um, what a magical time it'll be. But the good news about cruise ships is that cruise ships are starting to go again in Europe. Uh, there was the mine Schiff. make sure I say that properly. The mine Schiff, um, sailing out of Germany and its sister ship have both sailed with um, 40% capacity um, on three-day cruises to Norway, but not stopping anywhere, just to kind of get the wheels turning again, which is great. And I think there's a few, I think a TUI and a few other cruise lines out of Europe are starting to move again, which is great. The industry just needs to start rolling and get people sailing again, uh, obviously being as safe as they possibly can be. But in the United States, there's not going to be anyone sailing right now. Um, possibly because the numbers in the states are crazy uh, and let's hope they change soon so then maybe anyone like who works on cruise ships can get back to work as soon as possible and people can stay safe um so yeah that's the theatrical roundup to the show uh let's take a little break and then when we come back i'll delve deep into Poopgate. Thank you for listening to this episode of Lockdown Lovies. If you're enjoying the show, give our Facebook page a like at Lockdown Lovies. Additionally, if you have questions for out-of-work actors, or if you're an out-of-work actor yourself and want to be interviewed, send us a message there. Alternatively, you can get in touch with us through our email. Yes, we have our own email address. That is LockdownLovies at gmail.com. Lockdown, L-U-V-V-I-E-S at gmail.com. Fancy. Very fancy. Also, subscribe to our channel on Buzzsprout.com. Should we get on with the show? Let's. Bzz, bzz. So guys, you know that we own an Airbnb and that Airbnb has been doing pretty well. Like it's basically paying our mortgage, which during this very uncertain time is very thankful. Um, and But that does mean that we also get some crazy, crazy guests. Um, and we've had a few recently. In the last couple of weeks, we've had a few, but one that we should really talk about the most is Poopgate. Uh, and this happened, unfortunately, to one of our sweetest guests. Um, she was very sweet. There was a f- group of four friends who stayed in the house as a little staycation um, and were lovely. They communicated with us really well through Airbnb and we were very happy to have them. Um, but one night we had a message, there obviously is a time difference between here and there. And um, we had a message from this poor young lady um, uh, from around midnight to say that they thought that there was somebody in the house um they could hear footsteps in the house and obviously we have security cameras at the front so we frantically checked the front camera there was nothing there um they basically said that they could hear these footsteps and they lock all the doors they were worried that they and when they went woke up in the morning after all this after they kind of like just kept themselves in their room hoping that the sound the footsteps would go away um that they checked the house and they said the garage door was unlocked um and then when they went into the pool they found poop yes there was poop in the pool um they sent us a photo which 
was great. So we could see the poop for ourselves. Um, so this started this whole crazy thing of wondering, did somebody literally go through our house to take a dump in our pool? What? As you can imagine, shocking news. Um, we chatted more with them. We sent the poop picture to family and friends asking their advice if they thought it was human or not. Um, Don, who I've mentioned, who we are staying with, is um, is very into animals. He hunts and is very outdoorsy. Uh, we showed it to him. He thought it could possibly be a raccoon, but in his words, a raccoon with an upset stomach. So that can show you what the poop looked like, what you can imagine. Um, so yes, so we're not sure that we've deduced that the garage door being opening open, uh, being unlocked was possibly a coincidence because it just doesn't seem like there was any way that someone went through. Um, we have screen doors that will go into the pool and they're quite loud and I don't think they heard any of that happening. So we're hoping and praying that we think it could have possibly been a raccoon, could have maybe been a coyote, um, something big enough to for them to hear the footsteps outside. Um, we're basically being very hopeful that that's the case. Otherwise, one of our neighbours hates us that much that they're taking a dump in our pool. Um, and if we've mentioned that one of our neighbours is a scumbag. Um, so let's not, let's hope it wasn't him. Um, yeah, so that was drum. That was very dramatic. Um, we'd only been talking, you know, a few days before to our hosts here about how crazy it is owning an Airbnb and what guests get up to. Um, and unfortunately, I think the poop may have uh, topped it all but that was only the start of what was to come over the next few days um we had the next guest came in and our ac stopped working um which is delightful for the poor guests that are in florida where it's roughly just over 30 degrees every day uh, that's over 90 degrees for americans out there um very very humid the house was around 83 um so like high 20s uh, every day with such crazy humidity and we just couldn't get the ac to work um and we have a app on our phone which controls everything bougie i know um, but the people that we bought the house off put it all in there it's very cool but it also means you're very present when things aren't working because you're seeing it in real time um so i was trying to fix it through the app talking to the uh the guest who was very nice but he was trying to fix it through me talking to him through talking to the customer services of the ac people uh, we ended up having to get go through our warranty and get the ac people to go out there and fix it and we've discovered that it was a something that happens in florida just because it is so hot and ac is on all the time um that some mold grew in the tubing because it flood and basically then that stops the water traveling and then to stop it flooding the ac unit just keeps turning itself off um so it's apparently it's a thing that happens and it did happen to kevin and nancy mccarthy who we were staying with so in the two houses that we've been in <laughs> during quarantine that two of them the ac has stopped working um so we got that fixed that was number one um bit of a nightmare but we got it fixed and our next guest came in and they were a nightmare um just these kind of guests that want to complain about every tiny minutiae um and it wasn't there's not much to complain about in our house like i'm biased but it's pretty pretty great um and we don't really have any problems but it seemed like these guests were the type of guests that wanted to just complain about things to see what they could get out of us um the first thing being they messaged us the, like within minutes of arriving that the bathroom door wasn't working and we have a pocket door which is like a slidey door to the bathroom and it is dodgy it definitely has a mind of its own but it works but it's you're kind of temperamental and most guests 
nobody bats an eyelid. We've had the odd one just saying, I think your bathroom door may need looking at, of which we have tried to look at it, but it's a big fix. It would mean like few, few, a few days of not having guests in the house to do rip out the door, which uh, during this time we're not prepared to do. And this is the bathroom door in the master bedroom. So it's going for, you know, and the master bedroom does have a lock. So really it's, you can just lock that door and it'll be fine. I know some people aren't as open as me and Catherine. We've worked alongside each other in a cruise ship. So we're very comfortable using the bathroom in front of each other. And I get some people are not. That's fine. But this woman, whoa, it was like, well, it's like I'd taken the poop in her pool, really. Um, She was a lot. So we did everything we can. And obviously we're thousands of miles away and talking to our management team. So we got our management team to go over there to take a look. The woman didn't let them in. Um, so we were like, how do you expect us to get it fixed if you're not going to let them in the house? I understand you want to be safe, but help. Um, so we suggested going to um, Home Depot and uh, Home Depot and getting a um, curtain rail, like a shower curtain rail, telescopic one, and putting it up in the door frame. So at least there was something there, uh, just a curtain. So our management team went and found a very cute Mickey Mouse one to keep in theme with the Disney theming of our house. Um, and again, they wouldn't let them in. They just complained. And we can obviously watch the whole interaction for our cameras because, you know, big brother. And um, yeah, they wouldn't let the, they said, well, is that all it is? It's going to be a curtain. And she said, yeah, this is the, this is the thing we can do right now because it's a big fix and you'd have to leave the property if you wanted that to happen. And obviously we don't want to kick you out of a house during your vacation. Um, And they said, well, no, because if the child rips down the curtain, it's going to be our fault and we're not comfortable with that. Drama. Um, So fine they dealt with that and they messaged us saying it's fine we'll cope without it it was a bit snooty but they were fine uh and then the next day they messaged to say um where's the toilet paper and as an airbnb host you're not actually required to um uh, what's the word leave um provide sorry uh toilet paper but we do and during this like crazy time toilet paper's like gold dust sometimes so we leave uh one roll of toilet paper per bathroom as a nice gesture and then most people that go to an airbnb bring their own groceries and toiletries and things with them (sighs) these people didn't and she was not happy that she didn't have toilet paper which she did have toilet paper, but she only, unfortunately, our cleaning team, I think, only left them one. Um, but they had been out to the grocery store numerous times and had been going in and out of the house shopping all the time. So why they didn't pick up toilet paper? Who knows? Because we know now toilet paper it can be bought. So <laughs> we then had to get our management team to take one roll of toilet paper round to them yes one roll of toilet paper and once again they wouldn't let them in so the management team had to leave the toilet paper outside on the front step for them to come and get it Uh, what a time what a time you know 2020 it keeps on the gift that keeps on giving now we've got guests in there now and there is a hurricane going through florida right now so let's just hope our house is in one piece and the guests are staying safe in the house um but what a crazy crazy time owning an airbnb is great and thankfully we own a house and it is paying for the mortgage right now during this nuts time but wow it's a full-time job even when you're thousands of miles away you're kind of like customer care house management cleaning property management um oh my gosh i should also say 
this is the other thing I completely forgot about with this crazy guest, the last one we had. We are away now. Normally, I do the gardening myself, so does Catherine as well. Um, but we try and do all the lawn keeping. We only have a small lawn. And we've described the uh, horror story of Catherine trying to cut that grass um, to you already. But because we're away now, we thought we'd pay for a landscaper. It was just a necessary expense for the time being because grass goes so quick in Florida. And the poor landscaper turned up on his first day at the house at 9.30 a.m. So not even that early. And this woman came out of the house. Surprise, surprise, she actually came out and opened the door. But she came outside to yell at him that he was waking up her children. Poor guy. And the thing was, he has the necessary skills. He sounds like Liam Neeson. He has the necessary skills to fix the bathroom door, but he was so scared that he didn't go in. Isn't that crazy? She could have had the door fixed there and then by this nice, sweet guy. But no, she yelled at him for cutting grass too early at 9.30 a.m. on a Tuesday. <sighs> what can you do? Anyway, so that's really what's been happening for us the last couple of weeks. It's been a crazy time. As I say, I've missed Catherine terribly and I hope you've stuck with me through my incessant ramblings. Um, and uh, yeah, we're going to be here for a few more days. I think we can do one more podcast while we're here in Bozeman. Um, next week's one. And then we are on the road again. Um, I'm not going to say where. We'll let it be a little surprise. Um, so stay listening to the show. We're so thankful for you guys. Uh, we're sorry that it's been a little bit up in the air the last week or two. It's just been life just got in the way. Uh, and that may happen from time to time now during um, as we start to try and get back into work and things like that. Um, but whenever we can, we're going to get these podcasts going. We will get a guest on next week. We were meant to have someone this week, but with everything happening, it just kind of fell by the wayside. Um, so you won't have to suffer with me talking by myself next week um but we love you all stay safe stay happy ta-ta for now this episode of lockdown lovies was produced by bradford and nash bradford recorded at the prestigious mccarthy closet studios and sponsored by unemployment application pending follow us at lockdown lovies